let's do a different intro every week. Mm-hmm. And some weeks you write it and some weeks I'll write it. Okay. We trade every week. And this is the week I have to do it? Mm-hmm. But I didn't give any warning. That's not fair. Too bad. Go. <coughs> Hello and welcome to the Nerd Out Loud podcast. It is, we're, take two. Do you want me to just read it and then next week? Next week you can be prepared to write your own? Yes. Okay. Today is Tuesday, December 2nd. Today is Tuesday, December 2nd, the year of our Lord, 2014, and this is episode 73 of the Nerd Out Loud podcast where we explore the idiosyncrasies and oddities of life as we discuss the things that we nerd out about and you nerd out about and everybody nerds out about. I am Jeremy, and I am joined by my illustrious, employed, maven of podcasting, partner in life and in love, I'm Christy. Christina Wise, everybody. <laughs> that was the longest, most drawn out intro ever. It's perfect. I'll clean it up in post. Okay. We have a very exciting show for you guys today. We are going to be talking a little bit about Ferguson, as it has been the top of on the top of my mind, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, the city right next to Kansas City. The city right next to Kansas <laughs> City. Yep. And then uh, I have a uh, I have a, a new tenant, I guess you could say, to add to my political platform. Oh, great! That I want to uh, present to you. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you have some drone strikes that you've been brewing on. I guess, yep. And then, of course, if we have time, one of our most popular segments this week in Rad Space News. We have a very full and exciting show for you, but uh, Christina. So let's. I had a couple couple things before before we get to the meat of the show, as it were. Mm-hmm. I had a couple things I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. One of them is related to the meat of last week's show. Last week was our was Thanksgiving. We talked a little bit about Thanksgiving on our episode. Um, did you have any like reprints, retractions, anything that you wish we would have said or wouldn't have said? I don't think so. Would have done or wouldn't have done? I okay. thought of another reason why I hate Thanksgiving. <laughs> why is that? Because of all the weird leftovers that take over your fridge for who knows how long. And it's the one time a year when you have a Ziploc baggie of gravy. Okay, well, there are no leftovers in our fridge. Yes, sir. No, there are. there is not a single leftover in our fridge. Why is that, Jeremy? Thanksgiving, because I took them all. But what did you do with it? They're gone. I ate them. Yeah, because I said, oh, these leftovers. Because you all were that complaining stuff about it. And so I made, I handled the situation. It's no made longer a, thir- a problem. Thanksgiving wrap. I did. <laughs> I took all of the leftover Thanksgiving stuff and put it in a tortilla and then wrapped it up. Not warm. And it was delicious. You didn't warm it up. And I, as he was eating it, I just said, Choke up on that microphone, Christina. I said, Whoa. That. What you're eating is my worst nightmare. Like everything my worst nightmares are built out of is that in that wrap. Yeah. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. It was delicious. And then I took the rest to work. 
Good. So Thank happy you. Thanksgiving. I liked last week's show. Uh, one thing that I realized that I didn't like, I never really tweeted about this that much. I said that we had a special guest, but that was really, that was a lot of fun having my daughter on. Yes. We cut that down from about 40 minutes <laughs> to a, a, a nice tight five minutes, yes. we'll say. So that was exciting. I thought that was kind of fun having uh, Elliot on. But mm-hmm. uh, so, Christina. Yes. Talk to me about your Thanksgiving. We, uh, you didn't ditch me. I didn't. For those of you that are listening through from last week, there was some concern at one point that perhaps Christina was going to abandon me in my time of need. Well, you said you'd break up with me. Yeah. Well, did I say that? Yes. Or did I just say I would be hurt? But can I be honest with you? What? Really, the reason why I didn't ditch you is because right now, watching the Seahawks game, you're wrapped up in my superstition. Oh, <laughs> so I see. Uh, we had some fun encounters with my family, who is constantly judging you for not being mm-hmm. a woman of faith. Yes, is <laughs> not, that what it's called? Not being that Proverbs thirty-one woman. <laughs> no, I don't know what this is. <laughs> I think it's Proverbs thirty-one. Okay. Oh, we'll have to get somebody on to talk about that. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. There's about four people that thought that that was hilarious and everybody else is just where you are. My mom oh, made your a mom comment. has a couple. Do, you, do we really want to get into these? How you, uh, um, oh, yeah. She said, you really don't like any Thanksgiving food, Chris- Christy? And she okay, was upset about I need that. To, I need to stop. This is my, this is my main <laughs> issue with Thanksgiving is I don't like the food and I don't want anyone to cater to me. I don't, I don't, this is before you. I never went to anyone else's Thanksgiving and I was married for a long time and I never ever went to his because it's, it's just such an awkward thing. I don't need someone to cater to me or try to try to feed me. I don't need that. Um, and I, and then I just feel weird about doing it. Um, so she was, I mean, she's trying to be nice and everybody has the best intentions during that time, but it, d- it doesn't matter. And my plate probably looks really weird because everyone's like piling it up and pouring as much gravy as possible. And and I mean, sometimes they have two and three plates ready and I have like a small thing of salad and a... There was never a thing of gravy in the refrigerator here, by the way. There was. No, it was. there was never any gravy here. No was gravy crossed the threshold what of this What was that doorstep. weird baggie of it brown? Was potatoes, mashed potatoes, like weird sweet potato mashed potatoes. Oh, no. Tastes like applesauce. That's wrong. That's mm. that's not but how you not do sweet gravy. potatoes. Anyway. Okay. So, um, and she had the best intention. So she said, Christy, I want, I want to feed I want to give you something what what can I make you can I make you a salmon burger can I do this and I was like no just don't just don't worry about it and then Jeremy said of course because he likes to stir the pot all the time he said she hates things she hates everything about Thanksgiving the food the pilgrims the Christopher people, Columbus Christopher Columbus and his mom said oh you hate giving thanks yeah she's oh you you hate being thankful yeah you <laughs> that's hate being thankful said. yeah and I said no that's yeah. not it and then which is a little she bit said, people many religious people one of their one of the issues is that they feel that without some sense of like a higher power, you couldn't possibly have a moral compass. Like without God, how could you have morality? Mm-hmm. And so there's a little bit of, uh, Ooh, is that where that's coming perspective from? Perspective of, uh, 
He, well, it's a free fall. Maybe she doesn't give a shit about anybody. Yeah. Maybe she's not thankful for anything. She doesn't have any reason to be thankful because she doesn't believe in God. Yeah, I mean, I've heard that that argument against atheists. Like, well, then, um, what? How do you have morals? Yeah. Well, so you're saying that the only thing that's keeping you from killing and having sex with animals is a book? Belief in, uh, in your invisible buddy, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so it was that, fun. The, and then she said, "The pilgrims got colored bad." Yeah, and we said, "She said the pilgrims she said it was got color." The, yeah, she said colored bad, and we we were like, "They were made what? out to be worse than they were." Then she she bad put and said that, <laughs> and I was just like, "We are not getting into this conversation." <laughs> yeah, I, this is not. <laughs> and no. She said she was gonna maybe my dad was gonna read a book to the kids at some point, mm-hmm. written by was, Squanto, kind of. She said she said it was very well researched. Very well researched and written from a Christian perspective. <laughs> so I probably wouldn't want to hear like it. I think those two things are mutually exclusive well, a little bit. Well what? Well, well researched, researched and, and Christian, Christian perspective. perspective. I suppose I suppose there might be some common ground there. Well, I'd be but interested in it yeah, because that, my fi- Oh, sorry, go ahead. Because how she was say- saying it is that Squanto was kidnapped mm-hmm. and taken to Europe. Then brought back and helped back. the pilgrims. Helped them. And became a Christian. Yeah. So I would really like to see the research on this <laughs> and the story and what whatever happened. Yeah. Yeah, that was special. And then she, <laughs> but looked, she said she looked at you. You probably wouldn't appreciate it. Yeah, you, probably, you, you, you wouldn't, wouldn't want, want to hear it. Yeah. But uh besides that, I don't think she really she didn't try and corner you at all, which mm, is good. She cornered me on the stairs, but it wasn't to try to feel where I am with God, it was to say she appreciated me, which yeah. is nice. It's always awkward, though. Yeah. I think my mom, I think that there's some tension that my mother feels about your guys' relationship and then feels that the best way to approach that and to handle it is by bringing it up constantly. I liked when we had our <laughs> email conversation. <'cause> then <laughs> yeah. we don't have to see each other. Yeah, I mean, not that I don't want to see her. It's because I hate conflict. Is that (laughs) you? Sorry. It's that I hate conflict. And when it happens, I either have two reactions. Either I cry or I just back down and just say, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Those are my two. Yeah. So that was exciting. So yeah, that wasn't. And her mashed potatoes were actually good. Yeah. Good. So that was. That so was you exciting. felt okay about the Thanksgiving then? The Seahawks won. It was a decent football day. Yeah, it was kind of fun having someone, um, someone British there, because he got to have the perspective of, yeah, this is a pretty messed up holiday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah this is uh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was fun, and the yeah, Seahawks won. So that's always going to be a good day for me. Yeah, it was very. Uh, it was good. It was a good football day, except for the fact that uh, I was disqualified from the playoffs in both of my fantasy f- football leagues. I was already out. I'm in four fantasy football leagues, mm-hmm. and I got dis- I'm in two that I really care about, and I got disqualified in both of them. I think I am too, right? Yeah. Oh, but definitely. Our one, our one uh, NFL. That one has a um, bowl for the worst playoff for the worst. What did you call that? I don't know. Remember you 
you invented oh, the that. terrible the terrible <laughs> yeah. yeah so i'm okay. in the terrible this idea is so good that i feel like i feel like it has to already exist it i doesn't. feel like it already has to be a thing it doesn't but, but everyone you tell it to loves it is that so usually what they do in the nfl the actual nfl is that in between the last game of the season and the Super Bowl, they have the Pro Bowl, which is like it's a the terrible idea. It's like the all-star game for the NFL. So yes. all the really good players go. And it's a, it's always a horrible game. It's boring. Nobody watches no it. No one plays really hard. And Nobody anyone that's in the Super Bowl doesn't sport. play. Yeah. So all the athletes, like most of the athletes that you really care about aren't playing. So it, it's just a horrible idea. So my thought was the way it works in the NFL is the last the last place team every year gets the first round draft pick the next year. Mm -hmm. So my idea was that they take the la the last two place teams. They take the last two teams from the NFL with the worst record with the worst record, and they and they they play each other and the During winner that of, off week. yeah and they get rid of the pro bowl play that game instead and the winner of that game gets the first round draft pick i love this idea and it's called the terrible yes cuz it's to I see like who's the, the pun. most terrible I team i like the pun the i NFL. like the idea <laughs> i like everything about it <laughs> yeah and they should like it should be all based around shame like the whole concept yes. of the <laughs> the whole concept of the game should be just based around shame like uniforms i mean just whatever yeah they have to wear those helmets with the visors so no one can <laughs> see their faces yeah they can't have their names on the back yeah no no like um none of the weird like sweatbands and like w weird tape stuff mm -hmm. that they always do to oh, try to look cool oh i know maybe they just have to wear the breast cancer uniforms the whole <laughs> yeah. time cuz that's well, shameful yeah um also, maybe no fans get to come. Yeah. Well, that, I think it would be fun to go I to the Terrible. I think it would terrible. be fun to go to the Terrible. No. Yeah, and the NFL is going to need to make some money off of it or else they're not going to want to no. do it. Maybe the Pro Bowl should be in the middle of summer. Yeah, or I don't know. There because when needs we're all to be something at stake football. or something. Yeah, I don't know. And it would be funny because all the football players in the middle of the summer are probably like in their worst shape oh yeah it would so be, they'd be all out be there great. with like their beer beer guts like puking their guts out yeah <laughs> feeling sick so yeah they're all like addicted to terrible stuff and haven't yeah so the good news so th this was something that happened in the nfl this last week that was actually good there's been i I'm always like on the cusp of kind of being embarrassed that I am into football <laughs> yeah. because the NFL is pretty terrible. It's it's Especially it's a nonprofit that should not be a nonprofit. They don't pay taxes. It, it's shameful and embarrassing the stuff that they do. The whole breast cancer awareness month is a huge scam. Uh, the, there's some pretty serious issues with concussions and injuries to football that players just, that they're not addressing and covering yeah. up. There's a huge problem with domestic violence amongst football players. <laughs> uh, this year specifically, a lot of that has come out with the whole Ray Rice situation. And, uh, that other guy, Adrian and Peterson. And with my job, I know some of the shady backdoor dealings that happen too with licensing and stuff like yeah, that. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so one thing that happened this last week that I was actually impressed of, there's all this stuff happening in, in Ferguson. You know, I think mm -hmm. it's 110 days ago now or something. Uh, my Sometime in August, Mike Brown was shot and killed by a police officer. 
and uh, they just announced last week there was a grand jury that was called that was deciding whether Darren Wilson, the police officer that shot Mike Brown, was going to be indicted, and he came back. They came back with a decision to not indict, which I think everybody kind of knew. <laughs> everybody yeah, they knew were that prepping was people happen, for it and, to happen, and it's like. It's been a, uh, it's been crazy ever since. Like there's been protests across the country. Mm-hmm. There was uh, there was all these protests on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, and apparently sales are down. We're down anywhere okay. between seven and eleven percent. I saw. Crazy. Um, they had protests here in Seattle where they actually shut down the mall in downtown Seattle at six instead of when it usually closes at nine. Uh, it's been it's been crazy, but one of the things that happened uh, in regards to the NFL is the St. Louis St. Louis is right by Ferguson. It's like yes. a Ferguson's like a suburb of St. Louis, right? Yeah. The St. Five of the St. Louis Rams players came out of the tunnel at the beginning of the game, doing the hands up, don't shoot thing with with their hands up in the air, like a, a very blatant kind of paying homage to Mike Brown and to the protesters and the supporters across the country that are that are doing that the st louis police the st louis police association i think or uh came out with a statement demanding that the nfl players be fined (laughs) be fined or suspended or something like that but i don't know i saw that happen and i was just it was just um I personally was thankful for once that I didn't have to be like shameful <laughs> about being an NFL fan. Like I thought that was pretty cool. And the best part is that since then the the owner, I think it's the owner of the Rams came out and said the said we're not going to uh we're not going to suspend the players. There's not going to be any repercussions for it and um the the police department demanded an apology and the owner of the Rams came out and (laughs) said, basically said, we're sorry that you got offended (laughs) to the police officers, uh, to the police officer association. And Jesse Jackson, did you hear this? No. Jesse Jackson has called for all of the football players in this next game to do it. For that team or for For all. all of them? So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Well, do you know? Have you ever seen that like famous the two winners of the Olympics? Yeah. That did that. That's what it reminded me of. That did the. Yeah, Black Panthers. Yeah. I thought it was great. So, uh, I don't know. Have you had? uh, Have Have you? Do you have any feelings on all of this situation with Ferguson and all the protests? I have so many feelings. Um. To the point of anyone that said anything negative on Facebook, I just instantly deleted them. Yeah. Not blocked them. It didn't matter who it was. If you said something specifically racist shit, you're done. Did you have many of, did you have much of that happening? I think I removed four people. Really? And a lot of it was, you get to see now, it goes into your feed if people are posting on other people. So you might not have known that this person was a um, blatant racist sure but when they're commenting on someone else's and it's getting a lot of traction it pops up into your feed so done yeah yeah it was i saw some pretty disgusting things some uh memes that were coming out that were really disgusting and had to be done 
So you've actually, so in general, you don't like, that's how you kind of curate your Facebook experience. Yeah. You trim back people that are super racist. Yes. If I did that, I wouldn't have any Facebook. <laughs> well, and there was a couple of times I jumped on threads. Oh, you got into it with some mm -hmm. people? Nice. Just adding to it. I did it on yours. I got into it. I got into it with a couple of people, mainly on Jeremy Henson from yep, that's <laughs> the Eureka <Yep>. podcast. <laughs> he's um, uh from back there in um, yeah, Kansas. Pe so people were maybe he's got he's a little more entrenched in right. the uh, institutional racism than we are out yeah. here in the Pacific Northwest. He had said something, or someone had commented that um that breaking shit and rioting or whatever doesn't solve anything and then i posted a picture of uh selma and the when the people marched to selma for voting rights oh okay yeah put a picture of that and then um i think it was on yours that i put rosa parks because yeah you had, you had put look at this look at this thug look at these thugs who did you put i posted a picture of the boston tea party oh right right and then that got into that spun off into a really weird that thing. conversation got weird and then some random person came on there and then it turned into a conversation about breasts somehow yes that was so <laughs> weird. i just stopped commenting usually i mean that's one of the things that i really enjoy i have a pretty diverse crowd on um of people that i'm friends with on facebook mm -hmm. so generally i can like kind of say my two cents and then everybody just piles on and uh, then I just get to kind of watch, <laughs> which is fascinating. I um, but I got into it with that same person, not that guy, but on that same thread with somebody that I had gone to Bible college with that was complaining about reverse racism and yeah. actually saying that um, using the fact that there's no White History Month as mm -hmm. an example of reverse racism and saying, oh, we don't have they they meaning black people. Uh, or African Americans have their own radio stations. They have their own TV stations. Mm -hmm. So why don't they? Uh, uh, but if I want to do that stuff, if I want to have white pride, then it's racist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so how can you tell the me the ignorant that? bag said, of tricks that everyone pulls out? I said, I said that doesn't. That's not a thing. <laughs> Reverse racism is not a thing. And and then he brought that up and said, how how can you say it's not a thing? And then. I just said that actually makes me get stabby when people say that. Yeah. No, I got pretty frustrated. I got, I got pretty heated. I said, I know that we went to the same Bible college, but it wouldn't kill you to open up a history book and read through it. And you'll understand why you'll understand why we need a black history month and why <laughs> that's different than. <laughs> well, and so our, our um, strategies are different in this. I delete anyone like that and you try to... I engage them, yeah, because yeah. I enjoy... Right. I enjoy getting in fights on the internet. Because my theory is that they're not going to change. Yeah. No matter what they say. And I don't have time I for think that. I think for the most part, uh, for the most part, that's true that maybe people aren't going to change. But I will say that I I... I haven't participated in many of those discussions um, that have changed me, but I will say that I, I have observed a lot of those discussions. I like, I've always been somebody that observes human interaction and I just love watching people interact in different ways. And so I, I have seen discussions about stuff like that and that's definitely shaped and impacted how I think and how I talk and, and that kind of stuff. So I think that there is some benefit to it. 
Um, w- probably not with the person that you're directly fighting with. Yeah, but, but maybe one of his friends or something. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the thing that's frustrating for me is uh, it, it's, it's hard to... Whenever, like... <sighs> In all of these discussions about regarding Ferguson and race-related issues or whatever, it, it always somehow gets watered down to an issue. Like, I, the issue in Ferguson is that there's very much a uh, this institutional, in, institutional like systemic racism that has that that shaped all the events leading up to the event of Mike Brown being killed and shaped how it was handled and how it was processed and how it was being reported and all that kind of stuff. And anytime you, every conversation or every 90% of the arguments that I saw watered down to starting to argue about the details of the case or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think that for the most part, like, I I mean, that that was, that wasn't the problem. It was just the, as they say, the straw that broke the camel's back. Exactly. People in that community and also just the U.S. Yeah. live that way every single day. Yeah. And that is just a blatant, everyone saw it happen. Eyewitnesses like out in the open. Yeah. His body laid in the street for hours. Like, like four that, and a half hours. That was just out in the open terribleness that yeah. happened it's been the no imagine the to be his point. his parents that aren't getting justice yeah well i mean there's still there can still be a criminal case and a civil case yeah yeah well and that's the thing is that i i mean i'm not i'm not a lawyer and i don't understand the intricacies of the situation there's been a, all of the day all of the evidence that was presented to the grand jury has now been made public w- with certain redact redactions and mm-hmm. whatnot but we all have access to that and we can read through it so we can definitely learn more about it now you know a, a, as we go but i don't think that who knows if mike brown was aggravating the situation or whatever i i think that people are just upset that just at all the everything surrounding it obviously at the at the lack of the indictment you like don't the, think it's him not even like a him guilty how many times 7 12 but that's the po- that that's why we have that's why we have a legal system that's why we have trials and all that kind of stuff and it didn't even get to that point where that evidence could be looked at so i mean there's just ton there's tons of shady stuff about it and and i think i think it very much just is kind of the straw that broke the camel's back Mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily i mean it's about that one event but it's not about that one event and like people are i don't know people are mad and i think i think that's good (laughs) i think it's good and there was like mad makes change people that were pissed because the tree lighting here in seattle got cut short and there was like evidently some kids that were upset about it and certain members of the media here in Seattle have like made that their Mm -hmm. thing that they're upset about that there was kids crying because the protesters were there or whatever and I don't know I I I feel like I I feel like especially as a white person uh it's kind of our job this is a really good time to listen to people of color mm-hmm. <laughs> that have been experiencing Stop talking. have been experiencing Stop being this defensive. system <laughs> that they 
that that people are protesting and talking mm-hmm. about the injustices. Like, listen to people's stories. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand the system because I didn't grow up in it. Like, it's not to say that I've never experienced whatever, but I don't know. So I guess just listen. Just listen to people. Listen mm-hmm. to other people that. I don't know. That's that's what good I advice. That's what I think. Thanks. Plus, those kids grow up to be people like us, and yeah. they get to say, "I was there when that happened." I mean, we both were at separately because we didn't know each other at the WTO riots, and we still talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Fifteen years ago, this but when weekend, white hippies decide to take over a city for a week. They make movies about it, and when mm-hmm. when people are trying to talk about justice for basically children being murdered in the street by the by the ones that are sworn to protect us yeah that's well people complained about writing. the wto stuff too the protesters yeah. and all that but but you can't say that it didn't make it didn't make an impact i mean they yeah they shut the city down so anyway i don't know that was i feel like I just rambled my way through that. I yeah. feel like I have a hard time expressing myself, but there's a, I, I have a deep level of dissatisfaction and frustration and am incredibly encouraged and inspired by the uh, men and women that I see on social media and online speaking out and the acts of civil disobedience and the protests. And I mean, that that stuff is inspiring to me when people are willing to stand up and do something with their beliefs, I guess. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll get out there one of these days with them. Maybe it's pretty cold. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You're the worst. You're the worst. When it's 50 degrees Maybe in your house. Maybe it's pretty cold. <laughs> so, so the next thing, this is my this is going to be a new tenant when I become a police officer, or a police officer, oh, when geez. I become a, uh, when I become president. Okay. So I president have. President of what? The world. Oh. I have, what? so far I have, I'm building my campaign on no, no guns. guns. No guns. Nobody gets guns. I'm taking away all your guns. No matter who you are, I'm taking them away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to melt down the guns that I take and I'm going to turn them into school buses. Right. Uh, so that was that's my that was my first thing. My second mm-hmm. tenant was you just people you have to give a shit about something. It's just give a shit like you just have to care okay. about something. What if you care about guns? The well, then I'm gonna double down on you. <laughs> <laughs> like that weird sandwich from KFC. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So here's my third. Here's my. This is my uh this is my newest my newest idea. Okay. So my newest idea is that uh and this this is might be a, a because I think taking away zero guns it's going to be a little bit of a road to get there. Right. Police officers and Baby stuff. Steps. It's going to be difficult to get their guns. So so here's here's what I'm thinking specifically for law enforcement prop maybe at anybody. They're the ones that need the guns anybody taken away that first. Has guns. Anybody that has guns uh, if you kill somebody, okay, all, it's it's as if you were a felon. You lose all your gun rights. Okay, it, it's including police officers. If a police officer fires their gun on the job, 
That's the end of their career as a law enforcement officer. Fires it, but doesn't kill anyone. If they fire their gun. Because police officers do not shoot to wound. If a police officer fires their gun, they are trying to murder somebody. Okay. Justified or not, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to end somebody's life. Police officers are not trained to shoot for the knee or to like shoot a, a lamp post that then falls over mm-hmm. and knocks somebody out or pins them to the ground. Like if, if a police officer is firing their weapon, they're trying to kill somebody. So what I'm saying is if a police officer fires their under my administration, if a police officer fires their weapon on the job, that they are no longer what a police officer. What about after work? Well, theoretically, they wouldn't have guns. Theoretically, oh, they, they check them have in guns. at night. Yeah. Okay, so they only get their guns during the shift. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's my rule. If a police officer fires their gun, if a police officer fires their gun on the job, that ends their career as a police officer, justified or not. And that's not a judgment call. That's not like a. That's not a, we need to, like, I mean, obviously, if they feel it was unjustified, they need to look into it, or there needs to be an investigation, Mm -hmm. if there needs to be some kind of charges brought up against them, but, you know, and and that's not to say that it's a bad thing if they shoot their gun, it just means that I I want them, I, I think there's a tremendous responsibility that people don't understand when it comes to firearms, and when, it, it, to a certain extent, devalues people's lives. If that makes sense. So this does, this does. lets them know that there's it puts a very, very heavy significance on the responsibility of owning and uh, owning a firearm and of really thinking through their, their actions and what the repercussions might be. Have you ever seen the show Dog the Bounty Hunter? Yes. Okay, so I've only seen it a few times, mm-hmm. and it seems that every episode I've seen, they accidentally let the pepper spray off in the car, <laughs> and then they all have to jump out. Yeah. What if something like that happens? You would, if, it's, if it's an accident? Yes. If you... if the, Well... If those people plaxi- should not be. What is that guy's name? Plaxico. <laughs> those <laughs> Plaxico Perez. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's an NFL player that shot himself in the leg because he in was a nightclub. T- took a gun into a dance club. Which I argue he shouldn't have gone to jail. Why? He he did his own punishment. Like he <laughs> won't be able to play again because he injured his body. Probably I don't know. Does he play again? No. Okay. I don't think so. Um. That was before He's an I really idiot. became a fan. Yeah. He harmed himself. Yeah. There you go. Those, those are all great punishments, but none of them satisfy the law, unfortunately. I know. So. And you know you know that um New York was trying to make an example at the time uh, of people just Well good. good. I know. <laughs> You're on the I I'm say a fan of that. He's an idiot and yes. he got what he deserved. I say that the public shaming is good and so is jail. We should ask <laughs> we should ask friend of the show Mike if he would have been popular in jail. Like would an NFL star like that going into jail? Oh yeah. I feel like the NFL thing would be helpful. Mm-hmm. But the shooting yourself I in the leg. Shot myself in the leg and that's why I got caught. Right. Would uh, maybe counteract. Yeah, it's like that. neutral. He's back to square one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So anyway, well, but what do you not to detract from 
let's not uh, bury the lead here. Okay. As they say. What do you think of my idea? Yay, nay? What do you say? Police officers lose their job. Yeah, that should just be a rule. Now, the whole... If they fire, they're... I think you're you're too extreme on the, there should be no <laughs> guns or whatever. And I... Well, we're not talking about that. Right. We're just talking about the police. Thing. I agree. Okay. Yep. Good. All right. Well, make it so. That and the terrible... <laughs> <laughs> the terrible that's my uh terrible <laughs> that'll be my other yeah <laughs> that's the fourth tenant of my okay. of my presidential bid this is good this is uh i'm not sure i'm gonna be ready for 2016 but maybe 2020 okay maybe 2020 i'll be uh i'll be ready to to make my you're not even old enough run. to actually run for president yet. what you have to be 35 are you serious yeah why? Oh my gosh! Why don't you know anything about the law? <laughs> Who knows that? Who knows that? That just seems. I do. What's thirty-five? Why? That seems like such a random. What happens at thirty-five that makes you ready to be president? Well, the life expectancy of people was very, very. Yeah, I mean that was like a old person, right? Okay. Let me. So let me should make we sure up this? No, because I don't think anyone young is going to ever. I don't, I don't know why they, that's, it's just part of the constitution. Okay. And 25 to be a senator. Interesting. Well, I could see the 25. I, I mean, I'm, I'm in favor of the older thing. I don't have a problem with that, but so I think that, I think everything should be older. <laughs> I think that the like. I think you shouldn't be able to get married till you're like 25. Oh, I think 30. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't think you should be able to get a marriage license till you're 30. Can we put that into your Oh, that's little a little hopper. Yeah, that's an interesting ideas. one. That's an interesting one. All right. It's for everybody's okay. best interest. It yeah. would limit the amount of divorces. Yeah. And also children. So I have a list that you've sent me <laughs> throughout the week. Yeah. Of things that you... That pissed me off during the week. Are ready to... Uh, Drone strike. Are you ready to do it? Yes. Strike. My drone strike of the week goes out to two individuals. Oh. I feel like I'm doing a Casey Kasem <laughs> and this one goes out. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Katrina's texting me the most weird things. Okay. Um, I would like to drone strike two people that have retroactively ruined my childhood. And that is Mr. Bill Cosby <laughs> for raping. Oh my God. Okay. And Kurt Cameron for being a douchebag. Yeah. Kirk Cameron is a douchebag. <laughs> He's a total douche. And Cosby is allegedly a rapist. No, come on. Allegedly. Well, either way. He's not been convicted in a court of law. So my story... It's very, it, all signs point to yes. Yeah, all signs point to yes. <laughs> and there is... Uh, I mean, he has done horrible things. Yes. It's very obvious that he's trying to hide some... Behavior. Well, so even if he didn't do all the raping, like a bunch of raping, <laughs> I mean like an epic amount of raping, like Vikings style okay. raping. Okay. He, did you read the thing where 
he a couple years ago he was um someone was going to come out and say talk about the raping yeah and he released a story about his daughter being a drug addict oh. he released it to the tabloids Jesus. so just that in well, general i know maybe this is the same story i'm not sure but i feel like there was a tabloid that was going to come out with a bunch of stuff and then he said if you don't i'll give you an exclusive interview yeah, that was it. Okay, yeah. And it was selling his daughter out cool. to the point where Classy. she didn't speak to him for years because of it. Yeah, I grew up watching the Cosby show. I mean, that's one of the staples. We had like some of his comedy records that we had listened to, I know. Oh yeah, I mean, my dad was a very was a Cosby enthusiast. I I was as well. So I watched we had a video cassette or what a VHS tape of Bill Cosby himself, and I would watch it over and over again, and I memorized everything, and then I would tell the jokes as they were my own. Wow. Which, if you've ever heard Bill Cosby himself, me <laughs> telling about how my wife was in yeah. labor was very interesting <laughs> as a tell, six-year-old. Telling black people to pull up their pants? Well, that wasn't until <laughs> later. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so was has this, like, Cosby being shady... Has this been something that has been known for a long time and just I'm just now realizing it because I'm slowly coming out of the rock that I grew up under for the first 20 no, years of my life? It's been very well hidden. And I th just from reading some of the accounts, it seems that he he was a very, you know, he's heavy hitter in the comedy world. Mm -hmm. So he would do the raping on the people that would lose the most if told. So he would offer them things or he would say, don't, don't tell, or even, um, comedy club owners would set it up and then deal with the aftermath. Got it. Okay. But I mean, I think it's kind of like one of those things where, I mean, this is what it seems that on the outside, he was this, he was this kind of person, but everyone knew in yeah. the background that he was the, the kind that's having rapey threesomes with eight balls of coke and stuff like that sure. um similar to how everybody knew that uh rosie o'donnell and ellen were gay but the outside world didn't it's kind of like you know some of those things that, I, I mean i shouldn't compare those two raping and yeah being gay, but probably you know what i mean like <laughs> it's just not. like one of those hollywood secrets like tom cruise being gay God. Okay. okay and um so then, you know, I was all about the Cosby show and also Bill Cosby himself. And so he's retroactively made me hate that. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And Kurt Cameron, I was obsessed with Growing Pains. Yeah. Obsessed. And the fact that he's turned into this douchebag. I hate him so much. This is one thing that he said. There's a whole bunch. I'm just going to read this one. He said a lot of horrible things. Horrible things. Yeah, it's a horrible person. He said, um, although Kirk Cameron believes that homosexuality is an unnatural act in necessary circumstances, he advocates anal sex in couples as a mean for the woman to avoid losing her virginity before marriage. Huh. I don't think that's what it meant. But I don't think... That's what Jesus meant when he wrote the Bible. No, I don't think so either. It was Jesus that wrote it, right? Yeah, Jesus wrote the Bible. Okay. Mm -hmm. just, just had to clear that up. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I n was not a big enough fan of um, Growing Pains to feel like 
my childhood is retroactively ruined. I have little tinges of the uh, Bill Cosby situation, but I was never even a personal fan either. My dad was more, so it was just something that I was around a lot. But but I can empathize with you, and I apologize that you're... I want to hear if Rudy was child raped. Child is raped. Oh, my God. Were any... I mean, I'm serious. You're was anyone on the... On the show, me so uncomfortable with all of this rape talk. Well, I'm just wanting to know: was it something that he put out there in just the comedy clubs, because that's all the people that have come forward, or was it also in the, or did he keep those two worlds so separate? This TV dad versus. I don't know. Be interesting. Yeah, that'd be an interesting question. I need to hear from them. <laughs> I guess so. Rudy. Yeah. Denise, Rudy, call me. Reach out. Reach out to the show, guys. Two hundred six. Five eight eight five four six three. That's our voicemail line. Feel free to drop <laughs> us a line anytime and uh, let us know, Rudy. We want we want to hear from you. Oh my but God. I mean, I've talked about horrible. this. I think on I don't know if it was on this show, but that my sister and I were basically raised by TV because okay. um, I I babysat her, quote unquote, even though I'm only three years older than she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'd be home alone from the age of. I think seven is when I started watching her. Sure. Um, And we just watched TV all the time. We made up dance routines to the theme songs. So Growing Pains was pretty pivotal in our our world. See. See. Oh, another thing Kirk said, just to leave it at this, is that he thought Matthew Perry was the devil. What? Why? Matthew Perry was on a season of Growing Pains and he got him fired off the show because he was convinced that he was the devil incarnate. Wow. <laughs> that, uh, it's insane. Hey, so you ruined it. Yeah. Hey, Bill and Kirk, you ruined it. You ruined it. Mm-hmm. All right, Christy. Well, this leads us to everybody's favorite segment. T-minus three minutes and counting. Five, four, three, two, one. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. There we go. All right. Let me set my timer. You had the entire, like, four-minute intro time to set your timer. Oh, my God. Yeah, you were busy rolling your eyes at me. (laughs) That takes a lot. Oh my gosh. Better Burns hurry, you're minus 10 seconds. All right, guys. 60 years ago, this was published on November 30th. So, 60 years ago, November, the meteorite, the day a meteorite hit Ann Hodges. So, I kind of dug this story. Falling at terminal velocity a couple hundred kilometers per hour, it being the meteorite, made it all the way to the ground. The rock slammed into the house, punching a hole in the roof. Still moving rapidly, it hit a radio, at the time a pretty big affair, caromed off and smacked into the hand of Mrs. Hodges, who was napping on the couch nearby. It left a fierce bruise on her side that to this day still gives me the willies. This was written by Phil Plate. Um, bad astronomer but look at this picture then i'll post a picture of it on the website this woman actually got hit. <laughs> this woman actually got hit by a meteor falling from space is that a permanent bruise like did she ever did it ever get uh, i don't know i don't know is but it hot the crazy thing is that 
the house was rented and there was some dispute afterwards about who owned the meteor but it turned into a big legal battle by the time it all sorted out mm-hmm. nobody nobody wanted it in, nobody wanted it anymore and it had lost most of its value and so they didn't get as much money for it but a much smaller piece of the same meteor that had a mass of about eight eight pounds i guess uh sold for enough money the, somebody found it nearby and it sold for m- enough money that somebody was able to buy a new house and a new car. So if they just would have split the money and stopped yeah. being assholes. <laughs> no, she should have got it because that wicked bruise that probably stayed with her forever. Yeah. Well, I guess legally it was the person who owned the house, but since she was a renter, she was saying that it should be hers. Mm-hmm. Public opinion said it was hers because it hit her. Right. So anyway, that was interesting. And then the last piece of Space news is that coming up this Thursday, December 4th, there is a the first NASA Orion test flight. NASA Orion, uh, NASA Orion, the NASA, wow, NASA's Orion spacecraft is built to take humans farther than they've ever gone before. Orion will serve as the exploration vehicle that will carry the crew to space, provide emergency abort capabilities, sustain the crew during space travel, and provide for safe re-entry from deep space return velocities. On December 4th, 2014, that's this coming Thursday, Orion will launch atop a Delta IV heavy rocket from Cape Canaveral, Florida. Uh, for a two-orbit test flight. So this is the future of uh, crewed, C-R-E-W-E-D. Is mm-hmm. that my timer? This is the future of crewed space travel for NASA. So this is the the NASA Orion capsule is basically the more or less the replacement for the shuttle as far as getting NASA astronauts up into space. And it's going on its very first test flight this week. And there's a small microchip on board. On that microchip is my name and my daughter's name. Going to space this Thursday. I like it. So that's a big deal. I mean, it's... The, I have a question there will that be might people be people re- inside it until 20... I think 20, 2018? Either 2018 or 2020 is the first... I have a question. There's going to be people on board it, but all you space nerds always whine that the government pulled the funding for NASA, yet they keep doing all this shit. What what's going on? Well, there's still funding, just a very substantial. I mean, the reason we didn't go back to the moon is because Barack Obama, literally, because Obama removed the funding from NASA. Mm-hmm. And that's why we had plans to go back to the moon, and it didn't happen because of that, because funding was cut. So. All of this stuff that we're doing, we're doing with the one half of every penny for out of every tax dollar. I see. So you get. didn't really need all that funding if you're no, doing all this great we stuff. We do. We do. This is we're far behind where we could be. Everything that we've done, this Mars Curiosity, all that stuff has been done with half a penny. Mm-hmm. Half a penny on the dollar. Half a penny for every dollar of taxes that you pay goes to NASA. As opposed to like the 36 cents that goes to the military. So can we put this in your presidential thing? Is that people get to say where their taxes go? Yeah. Well, just give a full penny. Let's just bump it up to a penny. Well, no, because we don't get to decide that. But No, what I'm because I don't is- trust people. People are stupid. 
but stupid people are how we got to this like, point in the first place. There's because there's a bunch like of dipshits that, in the middle of the country that would like give it all to the military. Like no, yeah, but there's nerds like you that would give a huge chunk of it to space. Yeah, it does. No, that's a it horrible idea. Being able to decide where your taxes go is a horrible idea. I don't, Each I don't. person individually being able to do it. That's a horrible plan. I like the idea. Yeah, well. Maybe half of it. You will never be my running mate. Well, I, because I would be better. <laughs> and people would murder you so that I could be in charge. <laughs> You know that's true. No. Everybody oh knows that's true. Christy, I cannot tell you how bad of an idea it is to let people <laughs> throw in taxes. Okay. Space News is over, guys. That's it. Follow Thank Just Space God. Things on Twitter. At Just Space Things. Follow, follow that account. Mm-hmm. It's, it's amazing things for you, in store for you. If you follow I Fucking Love Science, you have to also follow. <laughs> it doesn't have to be me. <laughs> to follow, go it. to Just Space Things and follow one of the accounts that I follow on there. It's not, I'm not even, tr- I mean, follow me, but mm-hmm. if you're going to follow, I fucking love science, you have to follow a real scientist too. That's all. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Okay, Christy. I think it's about time to wrap it up. Um, we have a couple. You've got that glazed over look in your eyes. We have a couple um, plugs of ourselves. We do have a couple things. We have a little bit of housekeeping as they say in the business okay from the looks of this place might not be something you're familiar with <laughs> okay okay uh that we was got very rude <laughs> sean, uh listener sean from the hyper hyper uh hyper nonsense i always for panic at the last minute because <laughs> i want to say hyper normal but it's hyper nonsense podcast um listener sean emailed us and let us know that we were mentioned on the Libsyn podcast. So that's, oh, that's cool. cool. I forgot that that was like a form that I had filled out like three months ago. And mm-hmm. then he actually was wait, kind wait, enough wait, wait. to send us the audio. Isn't as well. that the reason we have that stupid theme song? Yeah. So well, now we no. can get rid of it, right? No, no, no. Oh. Well, you haven't been listening, but I've been mixing it up with the theme song a little bit. Yeah, but can we just like do a no. I don't full know. back? If you want to start editing the show, then you can pick. I don't think the that that should song. be it. <laughs> I don't think it should be. Chrissy edits the entire well, the show, is, or we get a good theme. The problem song. is, is that when we have, I get tons of feedback about the new intro music. Uh, we always get lots of, lots of great interaction with our listeners as a well, result. Well, maybe of we the, should put that at the end. The so, okay, so we got to mention the. The Libsyn situation. That was awesome. We had a couple of people commenting on our website. Thank you. That's super fun to see those notifications pop up. You can actually, on our website, Nerd Out Loud Pod, which is also where you can subscribe to the show. It's also where you can contact us. We have our phone number, email, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff on Amazon there. Amazon link. Anonymous question asking portal, nerdoutloudpod.com. It's all on there. You can also, on all the show posts, you can comment. So, Chris... A uh, friend of the show, the Tove, the mm-hmm. ultra marathon runner, commented on his own show <laughs> and said, complimented himself, said of it was course. his favorite show yet. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Sean, the aforementioned Sean from Hyper Nonsense, mm-hmm. he's uh, been commenting a bit on there. Uh, Fartman69, the anonymous commenter that let us know that somebody had posted our show over on the Corolla boards. Mm-hmm. So that was that was cool. 
besides that, I was on the Takedown podcast. I was on two episodes, yeah. back-to-back episodes of the Takedown podcast. The, I shared things on that show that I have not shared on this show. Or like out loud to anyone, probably. Some of it. That's true, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if uh, you want to know the origin story of him and Kay, yeah. his daughter's mom, that would be the place to go listen to it. Yeah. It's uh, two back-to-back, two very personal episodes, yes. I guess we'll just say. they. Uh, yeah, I, I said they lured me in by saying that I get to talk about space news and then... Uh, it was a big lie. And then went all Barbara Walters on me and just <laughs> asked me about my relationship and stuff. But um, and I've gotten feedback. Um, why why are you still together with him after those two episodes? <laughs> so you should yeah. definitely take a listen to those. Yeah, I won't even listen to him because it's really depressing. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So take down. I'll link to those in the show notes. But takedownpodcast.com, You can find them. And then this week I'll be recording with three guys, three questions. The guys who sent us our cookies. The cookies. I don't know if we talked about that on the show yet, but. No, we got some cookies. They were really good. The um, the part where Adam is the one who made it. He's actually a TBTL 10 as well. Where he failed is that he sent them to Jeremy's work. And when I got them, it, there was one cookie and crumbs left. What are you talking about? There's way more than that. Jeremy. There was way more than that. Don't. I should uh, have taken a picture. Don't don't do the same things to to me that they did to the pilgrims. Don't color, color me. You bad. Don't color me in a bad light. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> so. All you are is Jesus lovers that tried to get away. <laughs> to the anyway, so thanks for the cookies, and uh, we'll be sure. And I'll to be on that show. It's really that. funny. Everyone should listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever listened to it? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Good. No, three good. guys, three questions. Also, 3G3Q. 3G3Q.co mm-hmm. is their website. And they, like us, are taking advantage of Tumblr. To be a and then I just realized I swore a whole bunch on this episode, and maybe I'll get <laughs> disinvited. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll, uh, we'll let you go. Christina, do you have any last words? I don't care if you love or hate our podcast. Just don't make up lies and don't talk shit. Yeah. Why was that so hard? I don't know. I don't know. That's what and um, follow at Just Space Things on Twitter. We love you guys. Let your nerd fly fly. Let your nerd fly Oh, and I'm sorry. I apologize. I feel like we've been stuck in a rut. Our show but we have some or exciting, a relationship. We have some exciting um, guests coming up soon. If you wanted I'm to exciting. talk about a relationship, you I shouldn't have Dol- done it Dol- when Dol- we're Dol- recording. <laughs> Jesse Dollamore from I Doubt It With Dollamore. Just talk to him today. He's going to be on the show. Anyway, we've got all sorts of exciting things planned. It'll be very exciting. We promise. And I apologize if we've been putting out mediocre content. I'm just as disappointed in us as you are. Do you have any last words? (laughs) 
Who said that you should break up with me? That's none of your business. Who said that? None of your business. I didn't say break up. I said, why are you still with him? Who said that? Your sister. (laughs) 